Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the one-year anniversary episode of the Ballhawks podcast presented by the Dean Blundell Network. It was kind of weird. We uh, we didn't really know that it was our one-year anniversary of starting this show until, I don't know, maybe an hour ago. I'm, I you know, messaged Chris, hey, wh- when did we start this show? Hey, it was uh, a year ago to the day, so... Uh, one year of doing this, of just saying, screw it, let's do it, let's roll it, and uh, it's been a good time. If, if there's one thing that if there's one thing that embodies our show, it is screw it, let's do it. <laughs> We're just rolling by the seat that, of our pants every yeah, time. That's that, that, that's the new, the new tagline of the Ballhawks podcast. Ballhawks podcast. Screw it, let's do it. <laughs> our new motto. <laughs> What a, what a motto. Some people are like, change everything. The future is friendly. Screw it. Let's do it. Let's get on the phone. With, quick, let's get on the phone with our merch guy. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's get merch that says that. Screw it. Let's do it. This is a podcast, you said? Uh, something like that, yes. Something uh, like that. <laughs> so if you guys are listening on Twitter, just remember you uh, can listen, but you can't comment. If you'd like to comment and join us for our uh, one-year episode here, head on over to our YouTube uh, page and you can comment and we'll be able to see the comments. Uh, or if you are on Facebook, you can also comment through there, just not through Twitter. Uh, but if you're joining through Twitter, welcome. We enjoy having uh, everyone here. So, Chris. We enjoy your eyes and ears. <laughs> we, well, that's... That's into the like the serial killer kind of things. Like we enjoy your ears. Um, hey, screw it, just do it. No, screw it, just do it. Being the fifty fifth episode on our one year, uh, I could not think of a better line to play for the Terrell Suggs episode. Uh, famously in two thousand eleven, he said this. But his ass belongs to me, and it would for the rest of his career. Sucks to be a Steeler fan. Screw it. (laughs) Screw it. Let's do it. uh, His ass belongs to me. (laughs) It's a weird transition. I'll give you that. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what parallels you're trying to draw here, but. There's nothing normal about our show, so uh, it it fits in well. I'm wearing a hockey jersey on a football podcast. So. <laughs> I, I was wearing mine. I was just like, it's, it's going to be too warm wearing a hockey jersey. So we would have looked like twinsies. I mean, that would have been fun. It would have been real cute. Uh, so, Chris, what what's happening? What's new? How's the hip doing? Um, Tragic. 
it's a tragedy boys <laughs> yeah yeah did the, did you the, the evolve is, from sitting on the donut yet come on the hip, the hip is tragic like come on that, that's not doing numbers here people like I, I can see all the likes. The screen is just flashing like a Christmas tree with all those. Uh, absolutely. That's just me just hitting things over here. Uh, yeah, you know, the, hips, the hip is still attached. Um, so there's that going for me at least. <laughs> that's a plus, right? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a positive outlook. Uh, I went to physio on Friday for the first time. Um, you, I mean, <laughs> I, you got the text. Physio kicked my ass on Friday. Uh, I was in some, I was in some pain. I was, uh, I was actually in so much pain on Friday night after physio. Um, we were driving home from Carter's soccer, and I looked at Nadine and I said to her, "I was like, I'm actually tempted to pull into one of these pot shops right now to get something. Just like walk in the door and be like, my hip, ouchie." <laughs> and, and, like. I, I was in that much pain and like I try not to take Advil um because like shit's not good for your liver sorry <laughs> <laughs> neither that's is the your first one I've apologized for at least neither is your verbal um, diarrhea but we allow you yeah, to do that geez. um yeah like it's just not good for your for your your liver to be taking pain pills all the time so I was like maybe I'll like go the you know natural route and but I didn't I just put some ice on it and dealt with it. Surgery is still a possibility, but hey, whatever. I mean, 35 years old, getting hip surgery, ain't no thing. Hey, I, I'm not Otherwise... going to comment on that one because uh, I feel like I'm not far behind in a, a second major surgery here. So I'm going to knock on wood here uh, that you don't have to. It sucks. Yeah, hopefully. We'll yeah. see what happens. It, it, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm kind of torn, right? Cause like the physiotherapist said to me, he's like, this is something that like, you know, put you through physio, put you through the processes. Let's see how it, how it responds. Let's see how your body does. And this is something that you're, that you can live with. If we can yeah. get you back to a point of feeling normal, if we can't get you back to feeling normal, then it is something that, you know, surgery may be a route that we have to totally. take sort of thing was, was his wording. Right. And I'm like, I'm kind of like, I don't know, like surgery almost like sure it would suck and like the rehab and everything else would suck, but like then it would be repaired properly and there's less possibility of me re-aggravating it. It's kind right. of my thought process on it as well. So whatever, like, like I said, it, it's going to be what it's going to be. I'm going to physio uh, once a week for the next month. So we'll see what, uh, what happens there and how yeah. it all reacts. And um, I feel I like reminded, a lot of people are, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, oh, I thought you froze. Nope. Um, it, I, I was just saying, I, I was, however, reminded what a small town we live in when I went to physio. And when I got booked into the physiotherapist, I, I saw his last name and I kind of thought like, hmm, that's not a common last name. So he comes, went to physio Friday, he comes in the room, he sits down. I go, before we get too far into this thing, I have a question for you. He goes, yeah. And I'm like, is your dad so-and-so? he goes yeah I'm like, I'm like your dad was my family doctor my entire childhood like, super bizarre like he's only a, the physiotherapist is a few years older than i am but like just super weird like that i don't know kind of guess 
don't, I don't know if full circle is the right, the right, the right term, but I would say it was so. funny. I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm listening. And I'm like, I, before I left at the end of the appointment, I was like, so probably too early for me, you to answer this, but when can I play lacrosse? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, don't even think about it. And he goes, yes, Chris, it's too early for me to answer that. He said, but you need to be conservative with this. Yeah. He said, so I can't give you a time date. You need to be conservative. You can't overdo it. And all I'm thinking in my head is, yeah, I'll probably listen to you more than I listen to your dad. So <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> well, you know the story of me cutting the tip of my finger off because you now teach at the school. Tell that it every year. That. Yeah, so actually, funny story. Um, the, the teacher that like helped me and escorted me down to like the first aid room, I helped her at work the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we live in a small town. Small world. Um, yeah. And, um, anyways, one week after I did that, I went to the doctor to find out if I could play lacrosse that night. He goes, no, Chris, you have to give it another week. I played lacrosse that night. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah. Um, how was your weekend? I mean, exciting things. You had uh, a, a birthday party. You had some uh, uh, not so, I guess, maybe overly savory treats in your household for your wife. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, my my youngest, his birthday was on the 3rd, but we, we didn't do his party until uh, this Saturday, so... He wanted a uh, kind of superhero theme, and there was Spider-Man plates, and uh, my wife made a, a Spider-Man cake, and uh, she did this kind of like fruit platter thing. <clears throat> if you guys uh, go over to my Twitter, you can check it out there. It was kind of like strawberries on the outside, um, little tiny marshmallows, the next ring, then raspberries, then blueberries, and then the little star, the white star with like Greek honey yogurt in the middle, so you could dip it all in there to be uh, Captain America's shield. So she absolutely killed that. He, he loved it. The, everyone loved it. It was, it was a smashing success. Uh, but the, the salty treats, I, I saw this one earlier in the week and I, I, so essentially you take some sour patch kids, you, you dunk them in water so that they're, they're, you know, they, they lose a little bit of their, their sugar on them. Um, if I were to do it again, or if you want to prank your significant other, I would mist it with like a, a spray bottle so it, it it doesn't get too gluey. Because when she went in to go pick out the the salty treats, she definitely noticed that it was like they almost seemed like I don't know damp, like <laughs> like they just didn't feel. They looked. I mean, again, go to my Twitter. You can check out what it looked like from the bag. It, it was a. She had no clue other than the touch. But I mean, the touch sometimes of candy can be misleading. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I I was having fun on Twitter with this one saying like she has no idea what's coming to her. Um, I didn't get a very good video because I was too giddy laughing. I think I built the joke up too long that I just like forgot that I was going to, you know, film it for for social media. Um, so essentially she takes one of these salty patch kids, uh, that, oh my goodness, I probably put, I don't know. I think there was maybe like 20 to 30 of the candy. So not very many. I, 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 I'm a candy, like I'll, I'll dust a bag of those things off. No problem. So it, it didn't look weird that there was only like 20 to 30 left in one of these massive bags. Um, there might, 
I think I used a half a cup of salt and I just put the salt in there and I just shook it up and then I I took each individual one out and I and I rolled it in more salt and and patted it down and um I I tried one I put one in my mouth and I couldn't even chew it that's how salty they were but she <laughs> she chucked a couple in and I'm like I look at her face and she just like gets like the wrinkly look of like what the hell did I just eat and I'm like I'm giggling so hard I can't even hold the camera up because I'm also holding the bag of treats as well. I, I didn't plan this part out very well. And she's like, what is wrong with those? And I'm just like, I can't, I can't even talk. And I, I have no idea how she's eating them. And she goes, oh, they're getting saltier as I eat them longer. <laughs> and I'm just like, I can't hold it together until the very end being like, so how were those? Like, they were sort of disgusting, but um no no divorce in my future you almost should have like to prolong the prank grabbed one and ate one yourself and like done your best to power through it and be like i don't know what you're talking about like these taste fine or like even like have held like i mean if you had like really planned it like have like a a a decoy one in your hand like reach in the bag i did I don't know what you're talking about. These taste fine to me. Here, oh, try another one or something. Like I that. couldn't, man. So I did do that. I have like, so I, I took two of like the larger bags and uh, I, I ate quite a bit of them because I couldn't fit enough in there. And I put, uh, you know, the good ones back into a bag. So uh, I don't want to waste that much candy. I, I like I like Sour Patch Kids. Uh, I, I did say to you when, when you sent me the picture, I said, I don't know. It looks like a waste of candy. Yeah, to me. I think probably five different occasions since you know noon yesterday when i first posted her or whatever till when i finally got her i had a handful of the good ones i went upstairs where i hid the good ones put a handful in my hand and just walked over to the bag stuck my hand in the bag so it looked like i was grabbing a handful of them out and kind of just like left them there as to not like impose them like oh have some sour patch kids because that just seemed like it was too much so I, I did do that, but as I'm eating them myself, and she's uh, succumbed to the 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 prank, uh, I couldn't hold it together, and my video quality was just junk. And uh, she was a trooper about it. Like, there's no divorce in my in my future here, and she kind of powered through it. Where I put one in, and I was like, "Oh, like this is so gross!" Like, uh, yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah, but we've always always known that your wife was bigger, better, faster, stronger than you. So the, no surprise that she can like, it's not power only, through those candies. It's not only true, it's actually like documented that she is. <laughs> <laughs> From most of my friends and, and even strangers. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Alyssa's not invited to the uh, uh, the Ballhawks PP1 uh, 40-yard dash combine ever. <laughs> Yeah, because I don't only as a only as a spectator. She's not allowed to participate. <laughs> no, no, no. This is my thing. This is my thing. I cannot. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, although I guess I'll probably just be a spectator this year too. Yeah, I mean, if my back doesn't get a little better, we might have to uh, bring in a ringer to uh, run on behalf of the box. <laughs> I know just the guy. <laughs> so do I. I think I know the guy that you're talking about. I, I do. He he was a guest on this show That's once right. upon a time. That's right. Yeah. Um, before and if not, you know another guy. I, I know a few guys that we could bring in. Uh, before we jump into the Around the NFL, I think 
Uh, I, I was going to save it till the end uh, to like a mailbag thing, but I think it fits really well in here because the question comes from uh, our friend Kate from the Pacific Northwest Showdown podcast. And she says, sports are great and all, but what's your favorite kids style uh, arts and crafts projects to do? So I'm going to, I'm going to let you have that one. I'm super, super simple when it comes to something like that. Um, and I don't know if it falls under arts and crafts, but I'm qualifying it um, today, tonight anyways, qualifies for me. I just love to color. No way. Is that what I, you, that's what you're picking? I see. I love color. I'm sending you a and picture like, right now of my, my response. I don't even like, like I've bought some of those adult coloring books. I don't want that. I just want something like, give me like, just like the basic, like basic as basic can be coloring books. I want to just like sit and color for like a half hour and just like peaceful. And yeah, I love coloring. We, we were meant to do this podcast together. So if you're looking at the, the picture I just sent you of what I wrote down, because sometimes I forget what I'm going to even answer to it. My response is two words, <laughs> simple coloring. <laughs> Yes, and we did not. We did not plan that. Just like we weren't going to plan our uh, Canucks jerseys. I agree. There's, it's just therapeutic. It you is. grab a coloring book. Your kids are occupied. They're they're having fun. It's just something you can shut your brain off, not think about adult things. And it, I think it's therapeutic, anyways. And I'm like, I'm not an artist at all. I'm not very no. good at at arts and crafts like my wife obviously you know making uh captain america's shield for a birthday party i'm never gonna do that that's just that's not my strengths as a human being uh but you give me a coloring sheet and some colors and let me just check out i'm there fun fact when i was in grade three i actually won a coloring contest in my school oh, yeah. and it was it was like a subway coloring contest and i want you 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 know those, uh, I don't even know if they still do them, but those like Subway party subs where it was yep. like super big. I won, a, I won one of those for my classroom. Nice. Yeah. You were, you were the big guy on campus after that. Like Chris, Chris okay. totally won with his coloring skills, guys. Yeah. I will just say not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Hulk doesn't. So you, exactly. you've got something there. Science. If you're now, if you're referring to yourself as a hero, like you're sitting on a donut because of your bad hip. Just say I don't have hemorrhoids, Steve. <laughs> I already told you this. I don't know about you. As an adult, my perfectionist tendencies have taken over though when I color and I'm like, say if I'm coloring like Captain America, I'll like look at like a picture to make sure that I'm getting the shield like exactly like the right order of colors that it's supposed to be. And like, I, I, I'm really bad and I'm passing that on to my daughter, unfortunately, rather than just being like, Oh, I'm just going to color this however I want. Like I have to color it accurately. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm the same thing. I don't like coloring, you know, someone's eyes, even the wrong color. Totally. Okay. It's not just good, me. Good answer. You know what? We're, we're starting this episode off real well, Chris. I, I, I have big hopes for this, uh, for this episode. Did we just become best friends? Yup. Air high five for Woo. those of you listening on podcast form. All right, let's do some NFL stuff. You know, we talk football here. We talk a little bit of football, but sometimes we just talk life. 
Um, biggest news came, you know, just what, three, four hours ago. Um, and I saw someone say that they blame uh, Adam Schefter for taking Brady's retirement post away from him, <laughs> which that is why. Mik- that, was, that was Michaela. Was it Michaela? It was Michaela. Okay. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember who it was from. Uh, so he says, these past two months, I've realized my place is still on the field and not in the stands. The time will come, but it is not now. I love my teammates and I love my supportive family. They make it all possible. I'm con- coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa. Unfinished business, LFG. That's a statement and a half. Now, I... Is it bad that the first thought I I thought of was not his legacy and like, oh, cool, we're going to get to see Brady for another year because, you know, you know, I've come around on that train of, you know, appreciating the greatness that we're never going to see again, most likely. The first thing I thought of was, hey, in fantasy football in a keeper league, I have Mike Evans and Leonard Fournette. That did me (laughs) wonders to either keep or as trade chips. I mean, I I think Lombardi Lenny's a free agent, but yes. Is he? I think so. Oh. I don't know. I'd have to look into that. I'd have to look into that. I, I should probably look into that. Football, hey? Don't, don't <laughs> quote me on that. Um, I read that I was at my parents' house for dinner tonight, as is the case for most Sundays. I read that tweet probably four or five times and every single time i read it i double checked to make sure the blue check mark was there like yeah multiple times to be like is this like am i actually reading this correctly like am i getting trolled like i checked like the blue check mark i checked the twitter handle i was like well it makes sense like, after jeffrey dean morgan just became best friends uh, with you right i mean me and denny duquette uh go way back <laughs> <laughs> you Negan in the bat. It's so it's not so funny because like you and um, a, at least one other person uh, tweeted a, a gif uh, of him from The Walking Dead. I've actually never watched The Walking oh. Dead. Um, I, I'm a I'm a big Grey's Anatomy guy though. Yeah, I I think of it's kind of like fifty fifty what I think of first. Uh, he he was great in Grey's Anatomy as Denny, um, but he was masterful as Negan. Uh, but that's not until what is it season six seven I I, I, I lose I lose track of the season but it is I think it's a top five greatest show greatest series of all time so I I would highly recommend it you should watch it character development's unbelievable I I checked out after the first season oh that sucks I I I tried because after like so back when I watched Breaking Bad for the first time which is back in like 2015 2016 i think like when, when a I normal person Breaking... would have watched it right yeah when i watched breaking bad for the first time i think it was like 2016 i want to say and after i finished breaking back said i used to watch it when after nadine went back to work um after her first mat leave with olivia and olivia was having a nap i'm like got like three hours on my hands now what am i gonna do so i would I, that's when i watched breaking bad Finish that. I'm Don't like, help no, out no. around the house or anything. Just oh, I'm gonna binge Netflix while you have a nap. I'm binging Netflix. I am the king of procrastination and naps and naps. And I don't know what you're talking about. I've never <laughs> napped a day in my life. 
<laughs> I've fallen asleep a lot of times, but I've never napped a day in my life. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, if, if Nadine's like, hey, can you do X, Y, Z before I get home? I'm like, okay, that's going to take approximately <laughs> X amount of time. She gets home about this time. Yeah, okay, I can get that done. Never happens. Yeah. No, I'm I'm the king of procrastination. Yeah, what were we talking about? Football. Brady. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, part of me really didn't buy into the fact that he was retiring. Like, I, there was I, just like a part of me that thought to myself, like, I don't know if that's how he's going to go out. I, I just didn't know if I fully believed it. Um, there, I mean, there was a whole bunch of stuff like leading up to it. I know there was the the thing that got leaked earlier today where he was talking with Ronaldo and it was like, you'll have to see kind of thing when he asked him like, oh, so you're done. There was just all these hints that, you know, maybe he hadn't quite made his mind up. I think on his podcast as well, he was kind of alluding to, we'll see instead of no, I'm actually done. So yeah, there, there's a lot of speculation running around right now as well. Like, you know, what was Brady trying to use this as like, a, you know, leverage to try to get out of Tampa and get to somewhere like mm. San Francisco, which he's been long rumored to go to. I'm now seeing rumors. There's possibilities that he wants to go to Vegas, which would be quite interesting. Wow. Um, I, that one, I, I don't really see unless Vegas is planning on doing big things in free agency. That, that yeah. doesn't really make sense to me. Um, but yeah, it, apparently it was, it was try to, trying to get leverage to get it out of Tampa. Um, and when that didn't happen, he's like, okay, guys, just kidding. Unfinished business. Like, I'm coming back. Because um, apparently it was quite tumultuous between him and Arians at, at the end there. Well, I mean, Arians is a bit of an idiot. I just, I think he's a very, like, old school, brash, rah-rah kind of guy. Um, and you just you don't do that with the best player that has ever played the game. You, you cater to them. There's very few people I would say you need to cater to, and you need to tread carefully. Brady would be one of those guys just because of he, he can bring you a Lombardi. It, it's just as simple as that. Like him coming back. Um, you said puts the bucks and the Packers in a, a two kind of horse race here. I think you're an idiot for that. The Rams That's are okay. The Rams are for sure there. Whether you want to say that out loud or not, um, you're not a Super Bowl you know, champion with, I'm pretty sure, most of their people back um, and not be in the race. I, I think someone commented on there like, oh, San Fran was close to, but San Fran doesn't really have a quarterback right now, so that's kind of in the I, air. I would, I would say it's a three horse race at this. Point. I still say it's a, it's a two horse race. The NFC South and the NFC North are not good at all. The Packers and the Buccaneers are going to cruise to division or to yeah. Division titles there. Um, I, I just think they're, they're head and shoulders or they're the top of the class. I mean, I know the, the Rams won this year, but I'm still not putting the Rams were Matt dominant Snapp. this year. But I'm still not putting Matt Stafford in that echelon of quarterback. But it doesn't have to be Matt Stafford. It's Matt Stafford and co. It's Cooper Cup who is trying to cement himself as the best wide receiver in the league. It's getting a healthy Cam Akers back for a season. 
It's Aaron Donald being maybe one of the greatest defenders we've ever seen. Jalen Ramsey, one of the best shutdown corners. Like it's not just on Stafford. It's that whole team was so deep that um, you get a guy like Robert Woods go out. Odell steps in uh, in that role. Then Jefferson steps up. Oh, Odell gets hurt immediately in the Super Bowl. Oh, who steps up? Cooper Cup. Like they're just so deep at like across the board. They're maybe you I would I would give you the argument that maybe as a complete roster probably you know getting Brady back the Bucks and the Packers are that, maybe a 1A but the Rams are a 1B for sure in and my that's the thing is like the Bucks had a, dealt with a lot of injuries last year if they can yeah. if they can go into next next season healthier and and keep guys healthier for the season I mean like I said, they're, I think the Bucks are still the, the class of the NFC. I mean, Russell Wilson getting traded out of the, out of the NFC. The NFC got really a lot helped. I know. Yeah, right. That was I the mean, second. So my first thought was obviously my own greed in fantasy football. My second one was like, finally, the NFC is getting some competition here. Like, stop throwing everybody to over to the AFC because it just yeah. makes the like that margin of error for for the Ravens to make it to the playoffs and to make it to the Super Bowl even thinner when, you know, you're stacking talent on top of talent on top of talent on top of talent. Like there's going to be 11 teams that could be, you know, wild card teams in the AFC. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping more stuff shifts over that, that way. So, you know, the division or the, the conferences are balanced a little more. Speaking of Jalen Ramsey, did you see his tweet? no, all capitals thank you throw that last touchdown on somebody else because <laughs> tom's last last touchdown was on Jalen right. in the playoffs right and speaking of that last touchdown that ball that he threw to mike evans just went up for auction yesterday literally yesterday march 12th that ball went up for auction and sold for five hundred and eighteen thousand dollars whoa Somebody wants their money back. Oh man! Imagine being the seller and hearing the news that you sold at the perfect time, right? Oh, it's like, or be it's like I making mean, a, a trade in, let's say fantasy, and like right before guys like, hey, I retire, <laughs> or like has a season-ending injury. I don't want to go that route because that's yeah. a little more morbid. I but, know, but yeah. that's more predictable. I, I was I was thinking it, it's yeah. more predictable. Yeah. Um, speaking of trades, let, let's talk about more NFC talent coming over to the AFC. Uh, the Cleveland Browns acquired uh, Pro Bowl receiver Amari Cooper, who um, I, I'm pretty sure I heard is still only like 27 or 28 years 28. old is he 28, 28. Yeah. or yeah. he'll be turning 28 which seems wild to me I think, like i, I think feel he's like he's already 28 because I, I looked into the, when when the rumors first started to surface that the cowboys were going to release him no he's not i started looking he's looking 20 28 in like, june oh, okay so um he'll, he'll this will be his year his age 28 season but i just feel like he's been in the league forever and he's only just turning 28 so um, really great move for the Browns. Uh, there, there, there was talk about them potentially, uh, not bringing Jarvis Landry back. So 
that's an instant plug and play crisp precision route runner that is going to make Baker Mayfield just um, a better player. So I'm, I'm going to ask Ted's question, then I'll get your, your opinion on this and we can kind of talk about both things. So he asked on Twitter, thoughts on the Amari Cooper trade to the Browns, talk value and how or if this changes anything for Cleveland. Also, could Jarvis Landry fit in with the Seahawks or Ravens at value contract? At a, at a value contract. I know I'll miss his toughness, hands, and leadership. So I'll, I'll give you the first round on that. Um, I mean, does it make Cleveland better? I don't know. Is their quarterback going to be better? I don't know. <laughs> Is their defense going to be better? I don't know. I mean, we all said it last year that the, the Cleveland Browns were being crowned as the you know paper champions uh, before the season even started. Like, oh, they're going to win the AFC North and they're just going to like – just be world beaters and be so good. And like, I mean, I, I was victim of that too. And then they came out and just, you know, stunk out the joint. They stunk out the dog pound, um, <laughs> which always, so I, the biggest thing is going to, it, it all falls on Baker Baker and is Stefanski, the coach there still. Yeah. Yeah. It, it falls on Baker and Stefanski still. Can they, figure it out. Can they put it together? Can they p- come up with a game plan? Can Baker make the the throws that he is expected to make? I mean, I've even read that apparently Cleveland Cleveland might be in a in on the uh Deshaun sweepstakes. So I I don't know. It is is Baker maybe on his way out of town. Who knows. Does it give Cleveland a top flight receiver? For sure. I think he's going to be a safety blanket for for Baker, which I think is what he needs. Um, Jarvis and OBJ maybe gave him elite receivers, but maybe they were too, you know, I, I, I don't know how to explain how what, what they are versus what Amari is, flashy versus, you know, safety blanket, maybe, maybe something like that. Um, now Jarvis in Seattle, I, I would love that. I mean, Seattle's apparently in the market for a number three receiver. Um, they don't know who's going to throw the ball yet, but uh, hey, maybe maybe Jarvis is going to come to Seattle and and uh, throw he, the, throw the ball. He does uh, throw a mean left left handed ball. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll we'll try out the old uh, the old lefty quarterback yeah. thing. I don't know. Um, so my yeah, thought I, on I, that, I, would, I mean. I was kind of thinking about his question a little bit and like how it fit both of our teams. And like, when you think about drew Locke throwing to uh, Jerry Judy to Cortland Sutton to KJ Hamler to Tim Patrick to Noah fan, like he had weapons. Don't kid yourself. He had weapons. He had a, a non crappy offensive line um, and he couldn't do it. So would that help your team? Of course it would help your team. Would it be wasted money that you could allocate elsewhere? Um, because I just, I, I, Drew Locke is not the answer. I know that like coming out of the draft, I, I heard rumors that the Seahawks were, you know, very high on him in their evaluation. But you cannot look at his his tape since coming into the NFL and say, yeah, okay, we were still really high on him in the draft process, so this must still be a guy that we can use. No, look at him with the weapons that they had and tell me that this is going to be like 
not not a franchise guy, but even like a very competent starter. I don't even see that. I see like a very, very below average uh, quarterback in Drew Locke. Yeah, I'm not excited about Drew Locke at all. Um, <clears throat> obviously, Seattle has to, in my opinion, still address that position, but we'll get into that later because we have another guy that we're still going to be talking about. Yeah. How do you think, uh, What I mean, this directly affects you more than it affects me. What are your thoughts on Amari coming to the AFC North? Um, you know, yeah. where do you think Jarvis fits on the on the Ravens or somewhere else? I mean, Jarvis Landry is as durable as they come. All that guy does is catch balls, contest balls over the middle. Uh, you know, like Ted said in his uh, question there. Sure hands. He doesn't drop passes. He is an absolute safety blanket. So kind of like you, Chris, well, of course it would make my team better, but I just wonder with, you know, the Ravens cap space, they're, they're pretty tight, um, against the, the, the cap. Um, obviously they can free up some money by doing a long-term extension with Lamar Jackson. They made a few moves there to, uh, free up some cap space by releasing some people and they're in talks of possibly trading or since there's no trade that's coming about, they're going to cut Miles Boykin most likely to save some cap space. Um, they just, they need to protect Lamar. They they absolutely need to protect him to let him develop into, you know, the elite quarterback that he is. So would I like that? Of course I would. Of course, I would like, you know, you know, Hollywood Brown, Rashad Bateman and Jarvis Landry with Mark Andrews in the slot. That would be ridiculous. I I think it would help a lot. If he's going to take kind of like a team friendly deal. Sure. He's tough. He fits exactly what they, you know, what, what a Raven, you know, player wants to be. I think on the offensive side of the ball, they're missing that kind of nastiness that Jarvis Landry brings, which I would love for them to get back to. Um, but offensive line has to be kind of the go-to move here. So who knows? Um, I, I would love it. I wanted the Ravens to go after him uh, when Miami was getting rid of him. Um, or was he, he might've been a free agent. I, I can't remember, but I remember when he was available, I wanted the Ravens to get him because he just catches passes. That's all he does. That's what you want your wide receivers to do. Just catch passes. He finds ways to get open. Um, and I, mean, I do love that his is trickery. what they get paid to do. That is what they get paid to do, right? Um, what, what are your thoughts on Amari in Cleveland? Though? Um, Amari in Cleveland is going to be an upgrade. It's going to help Baker Mayfield. It, it, I don't see how it couldn't help him. Uh, Amari Cooper is an absolute technician when it comes to uh, running routes. So you, you need a guy that can, you know, play in rhythm with Baker, but also if Odell Beckham couldn't help Baker, how is Amari going to help Baker that much more? I I just have my question marks around like what Baker is as a, a true elite quarterback. Um, I feel like, if Cleveland gets that running game, that two-headed monster back to, um, you know, running for 200, 250 yards on people, um, Baker's going to look better. But I just, I don't know where that offense goes. It's just perplexing to me that 
you let Jarvis Landry go and you pick up this massive inflated contract of Amari Cooper, and then you franchise tag David Njoku. I, for the life of me, I cannot understand why they are going to pay that guy top five tight end money on a one-year deal. Um, I guess they have cap space, but like, I, I don't see it. I don't see David Njoku as even like, maybe even a top 25, 30 tight end. So you definitely don't franchise tag him and you don't franchise tag him to uh, open up conversation for uh, a longer term deal. Because guess what? I think the tag number is like $11 million. Were you going to pay him more? Five or 11.5 or something like that? Something like that. Were you going to pay him 11.5 or 12 in the totality of a three, four year contract? I probably wouldn't. So I don't know why you're going to pay him that for one year. If I'm in Joku, collect your money. Collect your money, dude. Take it and run. It's the tight end franchise here. Gasicki, Schultz, and Joku. I mean, is Njoku even the top tight end on his own team? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) they brought in Austin (laughs) Hooper for a reason. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Now apparently he's a he's a a candidate to get cut now. Apparently, Njoku is. No, no, uh, Hooper. Oh, Hooper is. I mean, they just at one point you thought that was going to be a position of strength for them. Um, and it turns out it's not a position of strength at all. So hopefully it's that answers the quarterback. It's the quarterback. Steve Smith senior told you Psst, guys, it's not your skill position players. It's your quarterback. Ted's going to have to add another piece of like taped quarterback name plate to, to that ever revolving um, Browns keep, Jersey. Keep, keep the tally running. Yeah. Um, Here in, we go again. In related news, um, I don't know how much we have to talk about this, but it it was kind of writing on the wall when Amari Cooper left. Um, the Dallas Cowboys, I want to say maybe an hour, a couple hours ago, three, I don't know how many hours ago, uh, re-signed wide receiver Michael Gallup to a five-year, $62.5 million deal. So that was the big one that everyone was talking about was if you're going to let Amari Cooper go, you can't let Michael Gallup go. So now they've got Gallup, they've got CD Lamb. Uh, they decided that was the way they were going to go with it. And uh, I think it's smart. I mean, Jerry Jones loved giving those, you get a $100 million deal for five years, and so do huh. you. And and uh, you can't keep doing that. Well, maybe you can because the Saints keep doing it, and it's like a an ever-revolving credit card that they just keep cashing in on but a good signing for them it keeps another piece there in dallas to hopefully help dak prescott but probably not (laughs) no because they're they're still um bogged down with that uh terrible terrible running back contract that they have that's what they had to just like let they had to let a guy like amari cooper go uh because of that Stupid contract they gave Zeke. So whoops, potatoes. Whoopsie and potatoes. Now, and now uh Lyle Collins Collins is apparently um on the trade block and another candidate to get cut to free again, up some cap space. Yeah, because yeah. they shot themselves in the foot with that terrible Zeke contract, which hey, I love to see it. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Me, me too, because to be honest, the Ravens need a right tackle. Um, and I would be all over taking Collins, uh, whether that's a trade, whether he gets cut and the Ravens sign him. Like I, I just said it a couple minutes ago, offensive line needs to be their priority. So if Jerry Jones has to cut a, uh, you know, a quality starting right tackle and uh, the Ravens are there to just swoop in and pick it up, I am not going to be the one to complain about that. I love the NFL, though. It's like, we're going to release Amari Cooper <laughs> one week later. We still haven't cut him. What the hell is going mm-hmm. on? Like, I thought they were cutting this guy. Cleveland swoops in. Yeah. Fifth round pick for Amari Cooper. Sure, let's do it. Like It's better than nothing, guys. It's better than nothing. Let's do it. We're going to find Amari Cooper in the fifth round. It's fine, guys. Like I just, I love the NFL for that stuff. Yeah. It happens every, like, it happened, uh, remember last year, uh, Rodney Hudson, the, yeah. the center from Las Vegas. And I was like, oh, he's going to get caught. Like, Seattle better sign him. And then the 25th hour gets traded to Arizona. I was like, mother effer. Like, ah. <laughs> I'm having a temper tantrum. Yeah, I remember texting you. That was like right after the sh- like that was shortly after we started the show, and I was yeah. like, "Steve, I'm breaking the rules. I'm going to swear tonight." <laughs> Fun fact: one year later, <laughs> still doing it. Um, okay, so the the one that really got me today, and I don't know what it was about today. Maybe it's because um, you know the the tampering period starts tomorrow, but Kirk Cousins signs a fully guaranteed deal in 2023 for 40 million dollars uh ali mirov tweeted this out uh 2016 19.9 fully fully guaranteed 2017 23.9 28 26 million uh 2019 28 million 2020 40 million 2021 21 million 2022 30 million he has made $230 million in his career by being one of the most okayest quarterbacks I can ever think of. Like, whoever his agent is, every other player needs to go pick up that guy as their agent because he is getting Kirk Cousins paid, and Kirk Cousins does not deserve to be paid. And we all know it. I mean, not in the manner in which he's getting paid, that's for sure. I mean, Kirk better buy his agent a, a, a real nice bonus every year, like multiple times a year, probably. He's got $230 million. That's nothing to him. Like, send that man on vacation like four times a year. Buy him and his wife a new car every year. Like, I mean, the more money the players make, the more money the agents make. So it's not like the agent is doing bad. But man, this dude is just getting 100% guaranteed money. And the rest of the NFL quarterbacks, like, why are they not looking at him thinking to themselves, I got to go that route? Like, I I know there's, there's injury risk. I totally understand that. But, um, I think it was uh, our buddy Kyle who had sent me uh, an article about if players would play on the franchise tag um, for something like two or three seasons, it would be more guaranteed money than they will get in their entirety of their most of their careers. Now, there, like I said, there is risk of, you know, getting injured and 
and that kind of backfiring on you. But if you're getting a franchise tag, you're probably a marquee player, except for David and Joku, um, except for, you know, actually quite a few of these guys. Um, but it's almost worth it just to take that amount. Um, I, I, I don't know, like, I, I don't know about you, but I would be there for the guaranteed money, especially, um, especially if you are a Kirk Cousins where, you know, he is at the end of his career, kind of. He's, he's on the back nine of it. He's already made enough money. But if you want to just keep paying me this, like, 100% guaranteed... I'm okay with it, man. Like you just re up me every year with this. So, yeah. I mean, other quarterbacks have tried to get in that, uh, into that Kirk cousins realm. Um, but so many of them want term, right? That's true. So many of them are, are, are looking more so for term, um, rather than, than just playing year to year really what Kirk is doing. Right? It is true. Like you're, you're, he's giving up his security for guaranteed. And you know what? But this extension did come with a no trade clause. Really? And, mm-hmm. and he got them to throw in an, an NTC. Yeah. Yeah. So he did get a little bit of security there. I got to look up who this guy's agent is and who else he represents. Cause good for him, man. Um, Okay, we, we got to talk about uh, the Deshaun Watson rumors. Um, it We're not going to talk about the legal stuff. He was obviously not indicted by a grand jury, um, which we should note does not uh, exclude him from a possible suspension. Uh, so and it when, doesn't mean he's innocent. And it does not mean he is innocent. I think it was something like there wasn't sufficient evidence. Um, I'm not going to get into that because that stuff really sets me off. Um, and I, I don't know the legal system well enough to really talk about it. But anyways, um, there was a report earlier today that the Saints, of all damn teams, the Saints, um, are likely to make an offer as along with the front runners who are the Carolina Panthers. Apparently, they've both submitted trade offers. And it sounded like the Texans we're not budging on their three first round picks plus um, evaluation. And we should note Deshaun Watson is 26 years old. Um, legal stuff aside, he is an extremely talented quarterback um, who any of these teams, your Seahawks included, uh, would be an instant upgrade Um and really put them into contention. Uh, I do like how it's a lot of NFC teams that are going after him. Cause if, if we can like balance the conferences out a little bit, like give them a little well, bit and, of competition. And then you, you got to think Houston is leaning towards getting him out of the AFC. Yes. Um, I actually read earlier tonight, the saints are apparently the uh, favorites in, in really? all of this. I yeah. just don't know how they're going to pull this off. Like, because, I mean, they'll find a way, right? Um, but Deshaun Watson apparently wants to play with Michael Thomas. Wow. Because gives him that, you know, DeAndre Hopkins type receiver, right? Um, that he that he hasn't had uh, since, since Bill O'Brien sent Nuke 
pack into Arizona. In one of the worst um, trades ever. Oh, in one of the most lopsided trades of all time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, apparently, which there's conflicting reports, but the, apparently the three teams involved are the Panthers, the Saints, and the Seahawks. Yeah. The Saints are reportedly the, the, the front runner. Um, and I've also read reports that the Seahawks ha- are not in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Um, apparently they, maybe they inquired, um, but they're not, I think not you need to do your ag- due diligence. Yeah. They're, they're not aggressively involved. I, I don't think they've made an offer like the saints and the Panthers have, um, good. Thank you, Pete and John. Don't <laughs> like, I just, does it put you a, back a, to square one? If you go and yes. spend all that draft capital, are you not just with yes. like the exact same yes. problem? What's the, what's the point of the Russell Wilson trade then? Right what what's the point like you got younger at quarterback you got younger at quarterback you're probably you're paying more you you for sure are gonna have to pay more than than what you gave up to or than what you got for russell wilson and you haven't addressed the the depth of your team and the weapons around including the offensive line yeah your offensive line your edge rushers your dbs your I mean, hell, you just released Bobby Wagner. You got to need a middle linebacker. Like, I just, I, I don't understand. So many people are like, oh, like, like, they, they need a quarterback. I'm like, yeah, okay, they need a quarterback, but why do they need a forty million dollar quarterback? Right. Like, let's use this cap space that you've created. I mean, we were talking about it before we went on air. The Seahawks are going into next year with 140 million dollars in cap space next season. Uh, or in in the 2023 season, the 2020s, currently they have about $50 million in cap space. Yeah. Why are you putting yourself in a position to give up that cap space, give up the draft capital that you just acquired? Let's, I, I, I said it on our Russell Wilson episode, let's restock the shelves. Let's, I mean, like I said, I'm okay if they punt quarterback until next year. I mean, if they take Malik Willis ninth overall, I'm not going to be upset either. Um, But I I would rather see them shore up the offensive line, shore up the defensive line. Let's find some, like, this is a deep draft for edge rushers and DBs. What does Seattle need? Edge rushers and DBs. Let's shore up those positions and, and get younger and better align that, you know, as these edge rushers and these DBs start to come into their own, that we also have a young quarterback coming into his own as well. Like, let's better align the 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 roster like you did back in 2012 with with Russ and these, you know, Earl Thomas and Richard Shermans and Cam Chancellors and and Bobby Wagner's and and you know, go out in free agency and find a, a you know a Michael Bennett and a Cliff Averill and and just like again, like better you've done it once before you, you know the 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 blueprint let's let's do it again we don't need that 40 million dollar quarterback right now no i'm gonna play a little devil's advocate here um one let's thing i heard you it. yeah one thing i heard you say was you know let's shore up some other positions of need like edge rusher well this draft particularly is loaded with edge talent loaded with mm-hmm. linebacker talent that you can find in the you know, the second, third, fourth, fifth round. So I think if the Seahawks go with Deshaun Watson, here are the, some of the reasons they might. 
that being one to uh, the free agents in you know, free agency right now has a lot of very good offensive linemen where you could pluck two of them. Like with $150 million, yeah, 40 of it would go to Deshaun Watson. Maybe you can get them to retain some of that salary. Um, maybe you put a little bit into the offensive line. Um, imagine Deshaun Watson with DK Metcalf, with Tyler Lockett, uh, with Noah Fant, with uh, if they're going to re-sign Rashad Penny, and then a couple offensive linemen there. It that's would be, the thing. I, only, I, I don't think they should, but I'm just saying if they did, some of these reasons would make sense in my opinion. But they only have 50 million this year. So it doesn't help them for this year. It doesn't give them the opportunity. You to, just backload a contract. You know, yeah. You you get you get Deshaun Watson to restructure. Uh, you get uh, the Texans to take on some of that cap. If you're picking up free agent players, you get them to uh, backload those contracts. I I think there's a, there's a little hint of me for you. That, that wants to see this happen to put you back in contention right away. It might mask some of those problems you, you know, you were highlighting that they're not a complete team. Um, but it would be exciting. Sure. It would. I mean, like you said, I mean, and th- there's no denying it. Deshaun Watson's a very talented football player. I just, at, at, at this Time, which I mean, having a seventy-year-old head coach, it probably <laughs> doesn't bode well to be like, "We're going to get younger and like restock the shelves." And I mean, he's young; young he's only twenty-six like, years old. Yeah, like, like they, obviously, it doesn't you know bode well for for all the, all those things that I'm you know would like to see. <laughs> but my biggest thing is draft capital. Like, yeah. you haven't had a first-round pick. I mean, you weren't supposed to have one this year. Um, due to the Jamal Adams trade. I just, I just, you're putting yourself, I mean, it's hard to say you're putting yourself backwards when you see the Rams go F these picks. What are first round picks? Yeah. Right. And load up for a Super Bowl. And, but that's the thing is the Seahawks aren't that close. They're not, a, yeah. they're, they're not a Deshaun Watson away from a Super Bowl. Right. Right. They're, they're not, they're not a, uh, they're not that close. And, and that's probably, the, the biggest reason why I don't want to see them in the sweepstakes is because they're not that close. They're but, not. But maybe all of those defensive deficiencies that you were talking about, maybe Deshaun Watson just goes back to his Clemson roots when, you know, he was go- defense. Well, no, where he scores 47 points like him and Lamar Jackson. Uh, when Lamar was at Louisville, that's maybe one of the greatest college football games ever where they were just like, guess what? Defense doesn't exist. We're just going boom, boom, pass for pass, pass for pass, like touchdowns back and forth. Um, Very reminiscent of Chiefs Bills this year where it was like, hey, guess what? Defense doesn't exist when your quarterback is just lights out. So you never know. You never. If there's one thing I've learned over this last 10 days, this off season is going to be just berserk. Like between Russell getting traded, Bobby getting released, Seattle all of, all of a sudden acquiring all this, you know, draft capital, cap space, 
Brady's coming back. Aaron Rodgers is coming back. Free agency starts tomorrow in the tampering period. Like Colin Kaepernick is working out apparently. And, uh, <laughs> and now, you know, Seahawks Twitter is uh, a, a buzz of, well, the Seahawks should bring in Kaepernick for a workout. <laughs> nope, I'm good on that too. Like I've seen enough Colin Kaepernick. I, I don't need him in Seattle. Um, nothing to do with his, you know, social um is it worth bringing him in for a workout just to do your diligence like hey come just, come work out such, it's gonna be such a media circus yeah, yeah. and there's already gonna be like may okay maybe bring it okay actually now that i'm i'm saying that it's gonna be such a media circus actually maybe it does make sense because now you go to training camp you have colin kaepernick there and it hushes the Russell Wilson media circus. <laughs> that's going to happen as well. That's true. Um, so, so maybe actually on, on that set, on that behalf, it does kind of make a little bit of sense to bring him in. Um, Kaepernick tweeted something earlier today about wishing how he, you know, he he's that you know best shape of my life, and I'm ready to come back in the game, and blah 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 blah. I just wish I had uh, pro- professional route runners to throw the ball to. Yeah. And then Tyler Tyler Lockett pipes up and he goes, you know, bro, hit hit me up and and uh here, let me pull it up. Something about me and my it. brother will come catch passes for me. Oh god, there's I've got too many screenshots here. <laughs> yeah, let's do it, bro. Me and my brother will come run routes for you. And Cap replies, Love to you and your brother. I'll be there tomorrow. I'll DM you to coordinate. So of course that's just going to send, you know, Twitter is going to be a buzz that Kaepernick's throwing passes to lock it. They're already building chemistry and yeah, and, and and blah 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 blah. So I mean, like I said, I, I've seen enough Colin Kaepernick. My dad said he's heard rumors Kaepernick might be coming up to Canada. Um, which hey, if Colin Kaepernick's on the BC Lions, I'll definitely cheer for Colin Kaepernick in that <laughs> sense. I just I don't know like. How long has he been out of the game? Five years? Someone, I, I saw someone tweet. Uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but they said Colin Kaepernick looked at the QB draft class this year and thought to himself, <laughs> I could get a job this year for sure. I, um, I, I saw that, that one. That was as pretty well. clever. But that, like, he's been out of the, let's say five years at least that he's been yeah. out of the game. Who gets better over five years without playing? against competition Terrell Owens <laughs> prove it imagine imagine cap is throwing passes to to and they both go to a team for like a professional tryout together like we're interviewing as a team here <laughs> <laughs> what is this stepbrothers yeah. <laughs> did, 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 did you just fart <laughs> what is that onions onions and ketchup <laughs> Sorry, sorry, did you say Pam or Pan? Pan. Pan? Pam with an M. Yeah. I, I just think I just think that'd be hilarious if they like showed up together being like, all right, we interview as a team. They're like actually okay, in their like tuxedos. They ha- if they're doing it, they have to wear tuxedos. hundred percent. Yeah. Or at least tuxedo t shirts. Like you're not gonna wear a tuxedo running routes, but tuxedo t shirt works, right? It it shows that like professionalism. I'm, 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 I'm professional, but I'm also here to party. That's right. And they would be there to party. <laughs> um, we're just over an hour here, but I, I want to get your 
uh, maybe just like a, a prediction or what you think is going to happen tomorrow. But before we do that, I put this question out on Twitter because I'm like genuinely confused. And I was hoping, I, I tweeted out that I'm, I was hoping somebody smarter than me and knows the NFL like rules and stuff like that in the CBA uh, would help me out here. But the legal tampering period uh, starts tomorrow at, what is it, like 1 one or or something like that. I don't know. Maybe it's like four Eastern or something. Uh, And there's two days. Probably one o'clock our time. Yeah. Yeah. There's two days of legal tampering period, which is a two day negotiation period where players can agree in principle to a deal with a particular team, essentially signing with a team. So my question was like, why in the hell do we need the legal tampering period? And I know it's because the the new year starts on the Wednesday or whatever, but why don't we just move the new year to the Monday? Like, well, why why are we doing this pony show of like, oh, it's reported that uh, Bradley Bozeman is signing a five-year deal, $40 million, whatever it is, right? Like, and then we find out whether that's actually true or do they go back on it? Like, why do we need the legal tampering window? Why don't we just make the new year and when free agency starts on the same damn day, let's stop this pony show. Um, but anyways, what do you, do you have a prediction for us, Chris? What, what What's your um, best guess as to what's going to happen? Is it going to be wild or is it going to be kind of a letdown? I've never understood the legal, legal tampering window myself. Um, I just like, like you said, like, let's just get the show on the road. Right. Like, let's, let's, let's go bud. Chop, chop. Like guys agreeing in principle. Okay. Well then like just sign. I mean, very few. I, I think it has happened, but very few and far between are, are, are players or teams reneging on, on a deal and be like, just kidding. <laughs> like psych, yeah. like Tom Brady did with his retirement. Um, or, or Josh McDaniels when he was going to leave the Patriots. It was like, right. Oh, you know psych. what? The grass actually doesn't seem that green now that I've agreed to be your head coach. So yeah, suck it. I'm going back to uh, Darth Sidious over here. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I personally don't like the the legal tampering when maybe it's just like the NFL being like, we know this happens anyway. So just let's just say that we're allowing it to happen. But uh, yeah, anyways, maybe, maybe that's my best guess. They got to feel um, like they're in control. What like we did this. JC Jackson absolutely destroys and resets the market for cornerbacks. Where does he go? Goes uh Chargers. Ooh. The Chargers are a fun team to think about, man. Like yeah. Char- I don't like it because that's, you know, another team that the the Ravens have to vie for either like a a, a playoff spot potentially if they don't win the division. Um, but they're just fun to watch and man, would he be fun on that defense with? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, that, that's a, that's a really good pick. I I could see that happening. Um, my prediction is that it's going to be eerie quiet. I feel like too much stuff has happened right now. Um, on the eve of the tampering period where guys are, you know, 
being traded, but they can't actually be traded until the new year begins kind of idea. You know, Kirk Cousin re-upping, Russell Wilson leaving, Brady coming back, Rodgers coming. Like, so much stuff is happening right now. And, like, some of the stuff we we haven't even talked about, uh, I just looked at this one, happened 22, mil- 22 minutes ago. Uh, the Bucks and Ryan Jensen ag- agree to a reported three-year contract. Oh, worth $39 million. So he came back to Brady. That's a big name coming off the market. Holy, that's a big there, name there that Ravens lo- fans wanted. There was a lot of t- I, Seahawks were saying that there's a lot of Seahawks fans were saying give it, give Jensen the bag. Like, yep, that's a big name coming off uh, off the market, and, and for sure, that's that's Brady's influence big time. Hundred percent. He was like, well, I'll go test the market to see who I can play with. Oh, Tom's coming back for another year. Like, I'll come back for another Super Bowl. Like. I'm still getting paid. Like I got paid on the first contract when I left Baltimore. Now I'm getting paid 13 mil a season and I get to play with the goat. Sure. Why not? Take, take my, take my money and twist my rubber arm. Yeah. Holy. So like, I I just feel like so much stuff is happening right now. And I mean, the tampering period doesn't start until, you know, the afternoon. I feel like all of these people that, all of these teams that want to get stuff done that need to solidify things are solidifying it. I mean, there was, um, you know, Max One, Crosby uh, re-signing. There was, uh, you know, Matt Ryan restructuring his contract to stay. Like, there's just so many things have happened already that I think there's going to be this lull period to start until one of the really big names Maybe it. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's the J.C. Jackson is the the big piece that finally drops. I don't think right away, but maybe that's a piece. There's going to be a big piece that drops, and then it'll be a domino effect. But I think there's going to be a quiet period in the first, you know, four, five, six hours. I mean, we're we're calling it legal tampering for the next two days. You don't think these guys haven't been negotiating for the last week, anyways? Like. How, like how said, do you just agree to a deal all of a sudden like yeah all of a sudden at one one oh one in the afternoon yeah uh, pacific pacific standard time um you know so and so jc jackson's agreed to a deal with the la chargers or whatever it may yeah. be right like it's like yeah, oh, how, you're, you you're telling me it took him one seconds? minute to make that decision yeah. like yeah so i i so i, I don't know i i think it's going to be busy i think it's things are going to be happening uh fast and furious i mean there's still a lot of rumors trade rumors release rumors like frank clark is a name coming up it's right true. now that he might get cut um so think things are going to be happening man i mean i mean i hope i'm wrong i hope you're right and i hope like you know 101 whatever that time is i hope just things just come flying through uh the the mill there um we're, we're probably gonna have to do another episode maybe tomorrow oh, night yeah. maybe tuesday night we'll we'll have to coordinate some at, schedules at probably at least one more episode this week like this yeah. week's gonna be nuts though. yeah and it's kind of it's kind of weird like you know bringing this episode full circle here we're, we're almost at a time here um this is the the exact year ago that we started and i remember you and i looking at each other and thinking to ourselves are we seriously going to start a podcast like a month after the Super Bowl is finished? Like, <laughs> what are we going to talk about? What are we going to do for a podcast? What's our content going to be? And it just, there's so much that happens all of the time, at least up until, you know, 
draft until a little past draft and then you get a little dog days of summer there but there's just there's going to be enough stuff to talk about where we're probably going to have to do at least one more episode this week to to get it all in there and that's the funny thing too is like a year ago it's like one episode a week we don't need to do more than one episode (laughs) a week and now it's like a year later like multiple times this past year where we're like Gotta go again. Gotta do an episode. Gotta do an episode. Gotta, Gotta go do again. an episode. Like, yeah. Like, run it back. Run it back. Run it back. Like, that's all this happens. We gotta talk about <laughs> it. Like, I mean, last week, prime example. Like Sunday. Like, okay, let, let's do our first episode in a month, and then all of a sudden, two days later, Russell Wilson gets traded. Oh, gotta do an episode. Chris, we gotta, we gotta talk about this. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess you're right. Like, I, it's so funny because l- last week, my. Uh, my wife like cozied up to the couch to me what was that last tuesday i i want to say and she like cozied up to me on the couch was like my wife doesn't really ever cuddle me she's not a she's not that's not her love language yeah and uh and she goes are you doing anything tonight i'm like nope free schedule i'm like why (laughs) like what what are you doing is it's my first thought process is like why what's your plan she goes I just want to spend time with you. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Like, I'm not like, I've got no lacrosse tonight. Like, I'm not going to soccer or yada, yada, yada. And then all of a sudden, Russell Wilson gets traded. I'm like, so <laughs> I got a podcast tonight. So, <laughs> about that promise I made. And you know what? Which Th- that's why, uh, you know, when I was giving an appreciation post to people, that I thanked our wives first because it is absolutely true that, you know, last Tuesday I I was at volleyball just sitting in the parking lot waiting a few minutes to jump in when I saw all this news and telling you that we got a podcast and of course I messaged her saying so um, I haven't seen you all day I haven't seen you in the afternoon and I'm gonna go podcast tonight too so thanks love you I have a question for you did you blame me she's like Chris says we have to podcast tonight nope I blamed you Oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> I was like, Steve thinks we should podcast today. I'm like, he's, I'm like, he's kind of right. I, I, yeah, I, I totally threw you under the bus. But you're, <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's clever wording because I was the one that brought it up. Not that you yeah. didn't think we had to, but you were like, oh, Steve mentioned that we should podcast, which is factually correct. You just added a little air of like making me get run over by 18 wheels afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No big deal. All good things. <laughs> All good things. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I definitely want to give a, a, you know a, a big thank you to my wife uh, first and foremost um, for you know allowing me to seclude myself in my basement uh, so I can podcast with this uh, handsome fellow to my screen left. Um, once or twice or i don't think we've done three times a week but hey anything who knows anything could happen um never say never this could be the week yeah for for the past year and i mean we we typically try to schedule it post kids bedtime uh but of course you know things have happened and we've had guests and we've had to do it in the middle of the the day or before bedtime and you know my kids have interrupted more than one podcast oh, for yeah. sure uh i mean the the pilot pete episode i think both my kids made made an appearance yeah. that, that episode um 
I know for sure uh, when we had um, Dave and uh, Jay Andrews uh, come on, I know for sure my daughter interrupted that, <laughs> that episode. Um, it's just, it just, it, it's, it, it's part of it. And I mean, we are dads first and foremost. And if our kids ever interrupt an episode, we just embrace it. Uh, but yeah, th- thank you definitely to my wife. Thank you to your wife as, as well for allowing you to take the time away from her and the, the fam to, to make this happen. And thanks to, I mean, we have so many, I, I posted that we, I didn't want to start like listing off people who were kind of like, you know, very vocal supporters. Cause we, we do have just so many supporters across the world, really, um, and thank you to all of our guests. I don't know how many guests we've had on in a year, but I definitely know that when we first started, um, the idea of getting any guest on, even our friends was kind of like a weird thing being like, well, why would they want to come on our podcast? Like we're just a bunch of a couple of weird dudes over here that like to make bad food takes, horrible movie watches and, you know, talk football. So, um, a huge thanks to all our guests. We've we've had so many good guests. I've appreciated all of the conversations we've had with with all of our guests, and and some of them were guests who I never thought I would get the chance to have a football conversation or just even like life conversations when we do the third downs with those guests. So uh, looking forward to another year or however long it it lasts for for those conversations. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean. Christ, having like Sarah Ellison from, uh, you know, former Baltimore Ravens employee, having a conversation with her. Like, I know that's something that you were super, super psyched to have on. I was just like, yeah, like, this is awesome. Like, I'm, I'm happy to support Steve. And then we had her on. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, this is super cool. And hearing right. stories and seeing her Super Bowl ring and, and all those things. And then like having, you know, Pilot Pete from, you know, the, the Bachelor, like whoever thought that, something like that would have happened yeah. and, and i mean you know, I, I, I watched those seasons never like imagine watching that season and thinking to yourself hey in four or five years i'm gonna have a football conversation with that guy yeah. about a team i don't even follow yeah never I'm, I'm would have, have thought that, that i'm gonna have that guy offer uh to run the the new york marathon with with <laughs> yeah like, who would have thought so wild. um Let's see how the hip does, Pete. I'll, yeah. I'll have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> and then, like, having our buddies, Ted and Andrew, uh, come on. Having Jay and Dave from, uh, you know, uh, Packers, uh, you know, a couple cheeseheads come on and, and join us. And um, Jake Vogel coming and joining, joining us. It, it, it's been a really fun year. Um, you know, I, I don't think we could have imagined a, you know, a, a better year. I don't think we could have pictured yeah. this. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I'm excluding Michaela. Um, gave her a lot, a lot of love on Twitter, but uh, I, I'd be remiss not to include her in the the shout out tonight as well. Um, having Michaela come on and like, she's absolutely killing it with her own podcast now. The the PNW uh, showdown. Yeah, PNW showdown. Sorry, it's getting, Michaela. It's getting I, I don't have over my phone in front. Of, I don't have my phone in front of me. Like. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like she's absolutely killing it on her own podcast now. And like you know, her first time ever doing a podcast was on our show, which is super cool. And like, yeah. you know, she's someone that like next time I'm down in Seattle, like I'm definitely going to go for a beer with Michaela and Kate. 
Um, and just, yeah, like, like Steve said, thank you to everyone for, for supporting us. Thank you for interacting, uh, interacting with us on Twitter. Um, we wouldn't be where we are today, uh, without all of you guys and without all of your support. So agreed. Um, I would say, do you have any last words, but I feel like you, I mean, I guess we should mention we are on Twitter because we didn't at the open of the show. So be sure to give me a follow at Phillips, Chris 12. If you guys want to talk any Seahawks football or just football in general, or, you know, talk about coloring because I like to color, um, make sure to check out Steve at SS Fisher eight, seven for all your Ravens flock news. He's quite active with the Ravens community. Um, I mean, again, if you want to talk football or just about coloring, Steve's your guy. Um, or I mean, teaching, he knows a thing or two about, uh, about teaching the, the, the youths. Um, thank you to, uh, Dean Blundell and the Dean Blundell network for bringing us on. I mean, we, we, uh, jumped on with them pretty early into this whole thing. And, and again, big shout out to them for, uh, you know, supporting us and helping us get to, you know, one year of doing this show. Um, follow us on Twitter at ballhawks underscore pod. As always, guys, you know what's coming. Go Hawks. Peace. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. I want to live at the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded pleasure seeker it's jeff woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality theme-based with special guests blue hotel hotline and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story get a room and listen in at the blue hotel begins friday september 23rd Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.